Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. The presidential office thanks U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for speaking out for Taiwan at a congressional hearing. President Tsai Ing-wen says the government will speed up urban renewal and the reconstruction of dilapidated buildings across Taiwan. And Vice President Chen Jianren says that false information is damaging to democracies around the world. But first, today's top story. The presidential office has expressed its appreciation to U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for speaking out for Taiwan at a congressional hearing. At the hearing, Pompeo said that Washington is taking steps to stop Beijing from isolating Taiwan in the international community. Pompeo also reiterated Washington's assurances to Taiwan, as well as the importance of Taiwan-U.S. ties. On Friday, presidential office spokesman Chang Chun-han said that Taiwan and the United States share the same interest in regional peace and prosperity. Chang also said the government will continue promoting closer partnership with Washington. Chang said that as part of the Indo-Pacific region, Taiwan will work closely with the United States and other like-minded countries to promote peace and security. President Tsai Ing-wen says the government will speed up urban renewal and the reconstruction of dilapidated buildings across Taiwan. Tsai was speaking Friday at a plaque unveiling ceremony for the Taiwan Urban Regeneration and Financial Services Company. The company is made up of eight state-run banks, led by the Bank of Taiwan. It aims to help landowners demolish decaying buildings and replace them with new ones. President Tsai said there are about 4 million buildings across Taiwan that were built at least 30 years ago. Tsai said she hopes to see the company receive a total of 400 applications this year. It's been almost two years since the legislature passed a statute governing the rebuilding of dilapidated buildings. Another revised statute regarding urban renewal is also now in place. However, as of last December, the Interior Ministry had only received around 200 applications to replace old buildings, far short of its target of 500 a year. Vice President Chen Jianren says that false information is damaging to democracies around the world. Chen was speaking while meeting with journalists Friday. Chen said that last year's Press Freedom Index by Reporters Without Borders listed Taiwan as the place with Asia's freest press. However, he said those who spread rumors pose a threat to society and hurt the public interest. Also on Friday, in an open letter published on his Facebook page, the vice president said he hopes to end his mission next year. He said that President Tsai Ing-wen needs more space to promote unity within her Democratic Progressive Party as she seeks a second term. Chen called his decision the best he can make for the president and for Taiwan as well. President Tsai Ing-wen has returned from a trip to Palau, the Marshall Islands, and Nauru, three of Taiwan's Pacific allies. After arriving in Taiwan late Thursday, Tsai said that she had represented Taiwan's people in thanking all three of these allies for their support. She said she has never stopped working to further Taiwan's diplomatic aims, despite opposition from Beijing. Tsai also discussed the stopover she made in the U.S. state of Hawaii on her way back to Taiwan. She said that several Taiwanese mayors from different political camps have all been received courteously on their own recent U.S. trips. She said that when it comes to foreign affairs, there should be no division based on politics. 
Tsai said that in the three years of her presidency, the government has continued working to make Taiwan a respected and visible presence on the world stage. Taiwan's Olympic Committee has banned two Taekwondo athletes for doping. The two are the latest Taiwanese athletes to be banned from competing since a recent ban imposed on weightlifter Xu Shujing. 2014 Asian Games gold medalist Huang Yunwen was banned for two years. A sample collected after her most recent competition last August tested positive for a banned substance. Huang says she took cold medicine prior to the event and did not inform her doctor. She says she does not want to appeal the test result since she has already made other plans for her future career. Meanwhile, former Taekwondo world champion Zhuang Jiajia received a ban for failing to appear at three drug tests required by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Zhuang now serves as the head of Taoyuan's Department of Sports. Zhuang said Friday she had not been informed that she would need to undergo drug testing. A new bill that would bring LGBT topics into the classroom has drawn mixed reactions. The Education Ministry recently announced the contents of a planned bill to amend the enforcement rules for the Gender Equality Education Act. Among the changes set out in the bill is the addition of LGBT topics into the gender equity curriculum. Pro-same-sex marriage groups have praised the bill for advancing awareness of LGBT issues among Taiwan's children. Those from the opposite camp staged a protest outside the Education Ministry on Friday. Protesters said the ministry has ignored public opposition to LGBT topics in the classroom, shown in the results of a referendum last year. Pingdong County has a problem. Its population has shrunk quickly in recent decades, leaving officials with a difficult task of attracting newcomers. How do you convince people to come live in a place known for natural beauty, but not necessarily for job prospects? County officials have a plan. Pingdong County in Taiwan's far south is a popular vacation spot, but it's not a place where many people come to live full-time. The county's population has fallen sharply since it hit a peak in 1997. Back then, there were more than 900,000 residents. Now, there are only around 820,000. There's a lot to love about the county. Tropical sunshine, fine beaches, and rich indigenous culture. But this rural corner of Taiwan isn't the first choice for too many job seekers. To make the county financially attractive to young people, officials have announced a subsidy program, as well as loans for entrepreneurs and those buying homes in the county. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Seven Chinese fishermen have been detained for illegally operating in Taiwan's territorial waters off the Penghu Archipelago. They will face a fine of up to 10 million NT dollars, or 330,000 U.S. dollars. On Wednesday night, a Chinese fishing boat was caught operating illegally off the Penghu Archipelago in Taiwan's territorial waters. A Taiwanese patrol boat repeatedly told the vessel to stop and submit to inspection. However, the Chinese vessel rammed into the patrol boat in a deliberate act of provocation. This prompted the Taiwanese crew to board the vessel forcibly, detain the seven Chinese fishermen on board, and seize their 400-kilogram catch. Patrol member Chen Junyuan says the Chinese fishermen will be detained for about a month. A heavy penalty will be imposed if they do not cooperate with authorities. Paula Chow, RTI News. Electric bikes are a popular form of transportation in Taiwan. They are affordable and don't require a driver's license. But the rising number of electric bikes has led to a rise in the number of road accidents. 
The Transportation Ministry is looking to curb these accidents through stricter laws. In June 2017, a pair of high school students on electric bikes suffered broken bones and concussions after they run head-on into a car. In January 2018, two Vietnamese migrant workers on electric bikes were killed after a drunk driver ran into them. These are not isolated incidents. According to the National Police Agency, there were 1,508 accidents involving electric bikes in 2017. Two were killed and more than 2,000 injured. Since then, the number of accidents involving electric bikes has continued to climb. In response, the Transportation Ministry has begun drawing up a proposal to restrict the use of electric bikes. It will require riders of electric bikes to be above a certain age and to hold a driver's license. Riders will also have to register their bikes and wear helmets. The proposal will also ban modifications to electric bikes. The aim is to make Taiwan's roads safer for everyone that shares them. Jake Chen, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.